Welcome, dear listener, to the same old Womble season two episode. Uh, today I'm joined as usual by Alex Folks and the recovering Niall Cooper. Welcome, Niall. Hey. So um today um we will talk about uh, where things are starting to go wrong. Um and the case for defense. Um we'll we'll have a look over at some DTB news because I just thought, you know. Where else are we hearing it from? Oh, your passion's very real. I must say we're all impressed. The way the fans approach this test. The days have gone when football clubs live and fly just on fans' love. Davis isn't just a game. And tough decisions must be made. Ah. Um, but really, I think that the first place to start is with the incredibly sad news um, about Charlie Strutton, who died at the age of... Uh, 36, I believe, 34, 36. Um, uh, he was an ex-AFC uh, Wimbledon player, joined us from uh, Chaffle St. Peter in 2012. Um, played not many times for us, about between 15 and 20 games for us over two seasons. Most notably scored in uh, the FA Cup first round against York City in the away leg and then scored a couple of times in the home leg. And and there's a wonderful bit of commentary, if you can find it on YouTube, uh, describing him as the League 2 Wayne Rooney. Um, as always, our, our thoughts are with his friends and family in what can only be described as an incredibly sad time. Um, we don't know the, the, the details of death. I'm not, you know, why should we? Um, I guess the only thing is that as always, it's about being there for each other. And I know that there are a lot of things that go on and a lot of things that are said, which can really have an impact. And we just have to be there to look out for one another, check in and make sure that if we're commenting on things, maybe it's just worthwhile not going so overboard. Uh, anyhow, like I say, thoughts are with um, Charlie Stratton's uh, friends and family. Really just awful news. So, um, moving on from moving on from there, and I know that uh, obviously Alex and Niall and uh, feel the same. So, moving on from there, um, we've got we've had a couple of games since our last pod um, where you looked at it and you go, "Brilliant! This is surely it's got to be at least four, if not six points." And with and with six four to six points, we're in the playoffs in quite a you know quite a decent position. But in actual fact, it's one point, and it's now one point from the last three games. Um, there are various reasons for this, so I'm going to throw this open to Alex and Nile for your thoughts. But I I see that there are three there are three reasons for it, um, and there might be others that you want to throw in. You know, obviously losing Al Hamadi. Um, you know, though Josh has, Josh Kelly's come in and he's done he's done great. Ali, like Iobasal, there was something about them that could just change a game. Um, injuries to key defenders. Now, up until Christmas, we had, I would argue, probably almost the best centre back partnership in League Two, um, with Johnson and uh, Short Shorts. And and then and then we had a masterstroke of a brilliant centre back coming in on loan from from Palace, uh, and he's he got injured on Tuesday, 
Um, which now leaves our centre-back partnership looking like at the moment, and maybe this will change as Lee, as Lee Brown and Alex Pierce, uh, um, two of the quickest defenders in League Two, yeah? And the third thing is, so the first was Seliani, second is injuries to key defenders, and the third is uh, JJ's tactics. And one would argue that whatever tactics he played on Tuesday were just beyond anyone's uh, understanding. So those are my three thoughts. Um, uh, let's go, Alex. What's what? What's your what's your uh, what's your take on it? Where is where are things starting to go a little bit wobbly for us? Well, let's let's dash off the Morecambe game on Saturday first of all. From my point of view, it was a bit met. It was um, one of those games where we we didn't look utterly convincing. We took the lead. We just couldn't hang on to it. These games happen. Um, you could put it down to the injuries. You can put it down to the, the the lack of Jake Reeves in particular being in the team. But I think these games happen. Tuesday was a different matter. Tuesday, look, we a lot of people, not me because I don't know enough about the tactics, but a lot of people were saying, look, we need to change up the tactics now and then. And that's what he did. He went to a 4-3-3. Uh, he played uh, Omar behind the front two. He didn't have a lot of width there. He was relying on the, the fullbacks to get forward to provide that width. But he did change up the tactics. Sadly, it just didn't work. And the, the players didn't appear to know what they were meant to be doing, particularly after the uh, early substitutions. And that's another thing. Every, a lot of people saying, make the substitutions earlier. Don't bring players on with five minutes to go when they can't really have an impact. Well, on Tuesday, he made subs after, well, unenforced subs after 65 minutes, which is plenty early enough. But that's when things really fell apart. We looked OK, but not brilliant in the first half. Then we had um, Kofi go off injured and that's a huge loss not just for his defensive ability but also because the long throw even though we haven't capitalized on it hugely so far does create chaos it's another attacking weapon we've discussed that before uh so we we then have this center-back partnership of alex pierce and lee brown which is not utterly convincing and i think it puts a bit of fear in the players they were dropping back we weren't pressing high at all they were covering the defence as much as possible and then we conceded the goal and it was the softest tapping goal and it was horrific and JJ has has said that himself. We made all those subs and suddenly we had two little players up front uh, we didn't have Davidson to run around we weren't hitting Omar and we were still hoofing long balls up and not surprisingly Crawley were just dealing with every single one. They don't have a, a speedy team, but they've got a perfectly competent and well-organised team. And they knew that they'd scored a goal and we were unlikely to do so. Josh had, before he went off, obviously had a magnificent chance, which I'm not going to blame him for because I think the goalkeeper made a worldie of a save. And I think that was the difference. We were just very poor in the last half hour or so. The subs were running around with no real impact. I think um, Tilly had a particularly bad game. I think he, he had a free header from a corner 
which she put over the bar. He took a shot, which the keeper easily saved, made a couple of other make, mistakes, which, you know, I don't want to blame him in particular because I think a lot of players had a poor game. But overall, it just wasn't much to to see. Uh, I think the only player who really came out of it with much credit uh, was Josh Kelly, who ran around a lot, didn't get the service, uh, appears to have gone off with slight tweak of the hamstring, maybe. Hopefully he's OK. But, you know, it's just so disappointing. Anyway, I've ranted on for long enough. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you're right, Alex. It was, it was, I would just think it was very, it was just very disappointing. I mean, I, I thought Oggs played very well at right back. Uh, and, and Jack Curry, who's usually exceptional left back, was making mistakes. So there was something over. But my feeling was with uh, Barmer going off um, and Alex Pierce coming on, two slower centre backs, we just dropped back. So there was a huge gap between our midfield and an and attack. There was no one in midfield. Everyone, had, midfielders, people had just dropped back. It was just, um, it was just really, yeah, it was it was very difficult. And they just had players wide and free all the time. It, um, a disappointing game. But no, what's your, what's your take? I mean, I know you've not been at the game because you've had, uh, you, you're, you're recovering and we don't want to put any more strain on you, which is why I understand you won't be at the next home game. Um, but yeah, what's your thoughts? I'm making home game after that one. But like I think when you're recovering from major heart surgery, perhaps the next home game is definitely not the most appropriate one to be stress-free, just putting it out there. And my view on it is um and it kind of ties in with the last few seasons. It's injuries. You know, when a club in League Two, if you can manage to go the season without injuries, then you're going to be there or thereabouts. And we've actually recruited well. One of the things that uh, I think Craig Cope was keen to do was to look at how do we reduce the number of injuries. If you remember, that was one of the key points he's got. And we went through first half of the season not doing too badly on the injury front. We're kind of improving and getting the right sort of things. What has happened is that we have been hit hard in one of the key places in any team, which is just, you know, your centre-backs. You know, losing Johnson would have been bad. Losing Johnson and Lewis is pretty damn awful. Then losing the person who's come in to replace that is, you know, catastrophic. And then when you think back to some of the stupid goals we conceded in the last few seasons, it was because we didn't have an organised defence because of injuries. And it looks like we're in that exact same situation when we're giving away what is a ridiculously stupid soft goal and it goes down, in my opinion, to the fact that we have began to pick up injuries in one key place. So I think we are significantly unlucky at, at that happening at this time. You know, we're not, remember, we're not a million miles away from where we were when we were beating, you know, Barrow and Mansfield and all the rest of it. You know, we're not a bad team per se. It's just that we've got, we're lacking in what is a very key place. And that, when you have, stupid errors like that and when you have a, a bit of lack of confidence in that place it goes through the whole team because that is such an important part of your spine I get about missing out Hamadi I think you're right I mean it's impossible not to but you know my view on that is that on paper the people we brought in you know it was it, they were the right sort of moves of the right sort of things to happen you know I moan that I just think we've been hit hard by injuries at a key time and that is really frustrating because you know that that playoff dream is becoming more of a dream 
Uh, and until we get all those injuries back in place, then I think, you know, we're, we're going to struggle. We're going to be playing catch up right at the end of the season. Um, the only benefit is the fact that there seems to be everybody seems to be beating everybody else. And, you know, there are about, what, 12 teams going for one or two slots. Um, and we've just got to be lucky in trying to put together a run at some point that maybe gets back into it. I'm not seeing that happening straight away simply because we're missing in key position. Yeah, you're right. I mean, and and so on that, and that is the that's the that is going to be the biggest problem for us at the moment. Who then fills that centre back position? It feels. I mean, it feels obvious to me that um, JJ just does, does not like uh, PK. I like I like talking to these initials JJ PK. It feels like my, they're my mates. Um, not sure about that though. But yeah, yeah. So. Who's gonna Who's gonna fill in at centre back? I'm ass, I'm assuming that Lee that Lee Brown stays, um, but do we have um, the the guy we brought in from Mansfield? Um, or does PK come back in? Um, who's who Who would you have if Barmer's out and Joe Lewis is out, Ryan Johnson's out? Who is our our centre-back partnership for what could be the next three or four weeks? Because that's my understanding is that we're at least three, if not four weeks away from having Johnson and Lewis back. So that takes us to, um, let me see, probably Easter. You know, we're talking that we're talking the, the whole of the whole of potentially the whole of March without um, our centre-backs. Alex. I um well, looking at who we've got on the books, we've got um, the kid whose name I apologise to him. I can't remember who's out on loan. Uh, we've Ethan got Sutcliffe. Ethan Sutcliffe, yes. We've got Will Nightingale out on loan, although he's now injured long term as well. So we can't recall him even if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got PK and we've got the two we've got at the moment. Plus, potentially, we've got Oggs. He is a centre-back by trade. He's been playing right back and playing, as Niall said, really well. But he hasn't been tested at a professional level, uh, League Two level, uh, at centre-back. My solution is actually none of the above. My solution is to keep Pierce and Brown, try and instil, it's a difficult thing, but try and instil some confidence in the team that these are competent centre-backs. They're not the fastest in the world, but they're not too bad. But actually to change the formation in midfield, I think you need to have a holding midfielder of the tackling variety, the Roy Keane type. So we've got two midfielders, two really good midfielders um, in Armani Little and Jake Reeves. Jake is coming back from injury, hardly touched the ball on Tuesday, but at least got some minutes under him. Um, Keep those two in as the creative midfielders, but put somebody just in front of the centre-backs to give them confidence, somebody who can drop back and make the tackles, somebody who can become a third defender if absolutely necessary, but somebody to give confidence to the attacking, the creative players to stay up the field, that they don't need to drop back and sit on the edge of our box the whole time. Have we got such a player? I don't know. I would hesitate to put somebody like Harry Pell in there because... I think he's a walking yellow card. He's very creative. He does good things at times, but he often loses it as well. So if we've got that sort of player, that's what I'd like to do. Um, but it's, I it's interesting, Alex, because I wonder if that is... Um, 
Jojo at all, the guy for, unknown from um, from Mansfield, because I think that's what he was. That was kind of what he was brought in to do. So, if you if you if you do that, so let's let's look at this. Let's look at this team. So you've got um, uh, Ogs right, Brown and uh, Pierce in the middle with Curry on the on the left, and in front of them, possibly someone like JJ or or, or isn't Ball that player as well? Possibly, yeah, one of the two of those. Um, and, and then, and then you so you're playing, you're playing, you're playing. What are we talking? Four, 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 two, or four, four, five, one. I think you're playing I'm, four, one, two, one, one, two, one, two. You're playing a diamond formation, really. Um, oh, so man. it's that Di- like, diamond, diamonds, with... diamonds are really bad word for us to be using. That's the that's the that's that's what caused all the problems. I don't I don't care what you call it, but um, four at the back, one holding midfielder two creative midfielders okay what does that leave that leaves um three more players whether you play them as two wide players and one up front or whether you play them what uh, something else one attacking midfielder and two forwards which would be a bit of a diamond i accept um i don't mind i think uh, as i said i'm not the tactical expert but i i do think you you need to instill confidence in the team that the the defence will hold and they don't need to sit back. And I think the only way of doing that is to have either O'Toole or perhaps Ball sitting back in front of the defence and, and clearing up and, and and basically directing things. I know that Pierce and Brown are both very experienced pros uh, and both talk a good game. But I think you also need to have that 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 general, that Roy Keane, type player sitting there um and and just making sure they shall not pass where i'm at with that though i mean like you could have a total pierce and brown and you'd have like what a thousand odd league appearances or something like that between them um and about as much pace as me um right and that's that's i think where where there's a problem um you know, so I think there, there's an issue that we need to kind of address. I mean, there. Well, we I, I, I agree with you in terms of it's like who is that holding midfielder? The whole issue is that we're unfortunately we're hit by injuries. You know, we don't have a deep squad. You know, it's like how do we cover that? How do do we need to look at five at the back? You know, almost to kind of look at that because it's it's who's that? Who's got that pace in the middle? Do you say? Do we maybe say, right, we bring in Oggs as a third centre-back and then we play, um, we bring in, oh, I don't know, who's, who where's, else are we covering? Where's, where's on, Biller? On the... Where's Biller? You see, Hussein hmm? Biller is, has been, I mean, I know. Biller. Yeah, so, so Biller goes in and Biller goes in where Oggs is. Oggs goes in the middle. You've got three in the centre-back. You play Curry on your other side. And that, that kind of gives you that robustness at the back that I fear we don't have at the moment because we're, we're missing key players. I, it does make us very defensive. And I'm particularly thinking with the next home game in mind, um, that may be the way we have to go, because that's a game none of us want to lose. My worry about that is that uh, Billa has fallen out of favour, it seems, because of the two red cards recently. Uh, he seems to be as out of favour as PK at the moment. I don't know the ins and outs of it, uh, but particularly if we're talking about the next home game, do you really want a player there? 
who has uh, got a bit over-emotional and got himself sent off twice. I, I worry about that as a tactic. Uh, look, and what about sending off, Alex, was against them? Yeah. In, in an ideal world, uh, we would have a squad depth the size of Chelsea's and we could afford to put in any number of uh, holding midfielders, but we, we just don't have that. So I think making the best of what we've got means either, as Niall said, putting Oggs in the middle and Villa at the right back, or it involves O'Toole. Um, yeah, or, or, or O'Toole or Ball. I mean, so maybe, I mean, like, you know, maybe if we had, a, if we went to, you know, four at the back, um, so Oggs, Brown, Pierce, Curry, uh, O'Toole or Ball in front, then you've got Reeves, uh, Tilly, Ronan Curtis, Omar and Kelly would be that sounds quite that sounds quite good to me so you you know that you basically you have uh O'Toole let's say sitting um in front uh behind between Reeves and the defense and then you've got Reeves at the bottom of a of a I don't know or a flat a triangle yeah. maybe Reeves Tilly and Curtis on either side Omar just in front uh, but behind Kelly and Kelly up on his own it's, yeah, a weird, I, it's a weird. It's a weird. It's a weird formation. It is a weird formation, but you you've got to make the most of what you've what you've got available. I still think we've got some very good creative uh, attacking players. Um, hopefully, Jake is going to be at full fitness um, for the next uh, couple of games, uh, and and we see where he goes. Look, managers have to deal with injuries. We've had had a sudden injury crisis, as Niall said, particularly at centre back. This is the test of him, and um, I'm sure that the club will say that we've got enough players at the moment. We can't do anything about it, even if we wanted to. I think the most we can do is recall Sutcliffe from loan. So, I think that probably would be a good idea anyway, because it would appear that PK is not going to be seeing on the bench or in the in the team for the time being so yeah we go with we go with that uh we've got plenty of speedy wingers we've got um ronan curtis as well we've got uh josh davison we've got ryan mclean we've got all sorts of players who can come up come on up front we just at the moment as you say don't have the 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 players at the back yeah it's it's it, i mean that's the, and that is the and that's the that is the problem i'm I wonder though about Ethan Sutcliffe because I think there is a thing where it's about developing our our players, and I think Cope would be quite keen to keep Ethan Sutcliffe on loan so that he builds up that sort of experience and confidence that we can try him then a bit more in uh, pre-season. Because in theory, he, he we might he might only get you know three or four weeks, and then he'd be back on then he'd probably be back on the sidelines. Whereas that's a good experience, I'm wondering whether testing that now is the best is the best idea. And actual fact, keeping our powder dry for hopefully next season, whatever league we're in, which is League Two. Um, so I guess, I mean, like that's that's the thing. So you you maybe you, you know maybe maybe it is about bringing bringing PK in if we need to. Uh, certainly, at least on the on you'd have to have him on the bench. I'm assuming um, at the moment. So the, the system we've got, really, which I'm interested about, I don't know if anyone's ever played four one three one one, but uh, that's what it feels like. We're uh, <laughs> uh, the the kind of system we're suggesting. 
Again, whether that leaves us a bit weak in uh, in midfield, I don't know. But um, it's you know this is this is a problem, and it's uh, unfortunate because I think, like I said, we did have like the best centre back partnership. Lewis, I saw uh, Joe Lewis, I saw is, is still in like the, one of the best under twenty five defenders for blocking tackles. I saw that stat come round, um, and he's still in that, and he's been out for a few a few weeks already. So it's going to be, it's going to be tricky. But we we desperately need to start picking up picking up some points because it's really tight in there. And strangely, with everything that's gone on and the awful last two games, we're still one point out of of the playoffs, which is just ridiculous. And and I think Barrow are, are looking to um, uh, explode. So I think they're looking to self destruct. I think they're they're looking to get out of the playoffs for whatever reason. But that seems to be that seems to be their motive. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you guys are. I don't know what you guys are thinking about the the next game. What's a what? Are, we've got Doncaster and then a break and then then. Can we pick up any points? I'm not sure whether we where we're picking points up at the moment. I think we just it's it's quite uh, you know considering when our last was on here and I kind of was going right. We've got chance here and now. I'm kind of going. Not seeing it, so it, it is really hard. It's hard to see that challenge, um, you know. But we've got when you look at our fully fit team and our fully fit squad, it's it's you know contenders for playoffs, right? That's what it is, really. We just got injuries in key places, so that's that's where the issue is at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I can't see us getting a point out of Doncaster, and I am got absolutely petrified about the game after that. Yeah. But I will probably. I don't know, go and, and disappear into the country but, and hide myself in a pub rather than paying any attention to it as as I tend to. We'll, and we'll talk, about, we'll the, talk uh, about that game next week. I think game. I think we'll talk about that game next week because I think we need to think about how we actually prepare for it. I think that is the that's the issue. Um something that we can talk about next week is like how we prepare for that game. Um the other the other thing I guess that we haven't spoken about is J is JJ because you know uh, we, we've given him this two and a half year contract. Obviously, um, since the last couple of games, everyone's on it, going, "Oh, he's just, it's just, he's not good enough. It's ridiculous." And blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I, I wasn't sure about his tactics on uh, Tuesday night, uh, but is he right to be getting stick? Are we, are we pleased to stay with him? Yeah, we're good. We, we, we're right to do this. Um... Look, a manager doesn't sign a new contract and immediately decide, oh, that's me safe for the next two and a half years. Um, I can safely lose everything. Of course he doesn't. Um, you know, and and even for a club in our financial position, if he went on a run of losing every game until the end of the season, I think he'd be in trouble, new contract or not. Uh, just look at what happened in Sunderland. They sacked, him, sacked Michael Beale after 12 games or something. I mean, that's Sunderland with a Watford-style manager merry-go-round. But even so, look, JJ isn't trying to lose games. Of course not. He's trying to win every game, get every point he can. He's having to deal with um, a lot of injuries, as we've discussed this extensively. He got the tactics wrong on Tuesday, I think. And I think he would admit that privately. Uh, I think the players didn't help him with all the hoofing of the long balls after the subs were made. But 
I think he's the right manager at the moment. There aren't a multitude of alternatives out there. So we get behind him. We we criticise him politely when things go wrong, because ultimately he is going to carry the can. But I think we give him every confidence and we cheer and we hope. Uh, that's the only thing we can do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I think, he's, I think he's proved his credentials. It's always the second half of the season. We spoke about this before Christmas, you know, it's what happens now. Um, and if we can steady the boat, if we can get a point or hopefully three from Doncaster, that will certainly help um, because then we've got a big week coming up. Okay, um, just moving on, I just wanted to sort of like round up with, um, I thought I'd just troll the DTB uh, uh, website and just check up on some, new, some news uh, because, you know, there's sometimes we don't hear this, sometimes we don't hear this stuff or we don't read it, whatever. But I'm aware that we now have a new secretary at the DTB, uh, Andrea Knox. Anybody? There. Andrea Knox is sorry. And I I guess my understanding is that we're still short of board members. Is this right, Alex? You know this. Uh, are the DTB still short? Are we still short of board members, board numbers? Um, yes. The, obviously, the last election, there weren't enough candidates to fill the places. So the DTB was discussing whether to have a, a by-election or whether to co-opt members. Obviously, if not enough people stood the first time round, the fear is that why should people stand this time round in a by-election? Uh, they have moved to co-opt one member so far, putting out uh, a job description with specific skills that they feel are lacking. Uh, so that's a positive move. Presumably, uh, looking at the, the interest to that, which I don't know how many people have looked at it, but uh, they will potentially co-opt another one or perhaps hold a by-election. I don't know. Uh, the secretary, yep, they needed a new secretary. They've got somebody in who I don't know the person, but uh, she appears to have yeah. uh, some pretty good decent job. qualifications. So, Hopefully. yeah, good luck. Good luck. Uh, you know, the DTB is sets a strategic vision for the club. It doesn't control the football. It wasn't the one who decided on the new contract for Johnny. Uh, they are the ones who set the policy and set the strategic vision for the club. We can all have a moan from time to time about some of the things they do, some of the decisions they take. Um, but, you know, they, they have a, a, a remit, but it's not an extensive remit. So, you know, we 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 plough on, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we all we say this every, we say this every so often. But the, the DTB is oversight. It doesn't run the football club on a day-to-day -day basis. We have to we give that we give that uh, roll out to the to the PLC um, who have that sort of oversight. And obviously on the PLC there are DTB members. I, I, I'm just thinking in terms of the DTB board structure going forwards, and maybe this is for another time as well. I, I've started to think about this idea of having a, a, a number of elected posts and a number of co-opted posts. So the elected posting, obviously, goes out to the DTB membership we can elect. But the co-opted posts are specific roles. So I don't know, marketing, for instance, or around finance or um, human resources. So there are specific co-opted co -opted roles. So it's a mix. So the DTB board becomes a mix of, um, of you know, of voted on members and co-opted. And there'd always be more voted on members than co-opted members. 
it's just a thought because we're we're having trouble we're having trouble encouraging people to stand um so where extra and... city on that just let me jump in on here extra city who are like currently the highest ranked uh, fan-owned club right their model is for generalists and for specific people with particular skill sets now i think they're all voted on all elected on but you would elect for somebody who is the kind of key person for a particular role and if there are gaps then they co-opt so that for me feels like a better approach because then you get a more balanced board and you have like what are considered to be absolutely essential criteria for a board to have so it might be that you have i don't know comms legal uh finance i know something else or whatever as your kind of key roles that would be you have the de- direct and uh, elect and you have the other generalists who kind of like kind of give you the ethos of the club or whatever that for me feels like a model that we should should have looked towards moving towards um and i know that we had looked at extra city and stuff like that so that's where i think the, the gap is um you know I, I still stand by the fact that we have as a club n- not used sufficiently our um skill sets our fan base you know i'm trying to really reach out and trying to use them and utilize them in the level that i think we should do and uh you know i look back on some of the work that was going on with sav when we were looking at that kind of volunteer outreach and really trying to do that and the transparency and the kind of actual delegation of people to try and look at trying to get as much done as possible and really mobilize the fan base that's the bit that i think we need to get back towards doing um you know that that's this is the problem you know I, I can see where we can get to and it's about how do you get there because ultimately we're a tanker and it's very hard to change these things around um so you know good well, luck maybe, to the DTV. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a, maybe you know maybe it's a motion that a few people need to work on um that could get voted on about changing this structure um, and and start that conversation i'll start that start that debate about our structure because it was quite clear in the last election we didn't have enough people standing um and so we need to look at we need to look at why that is and how we can change it are there any other incentives we can offer to stand as a dtb member i'm all for them having free season tickets to be honest with you um or or something something like that i think some sort of incentive i think is a good thing um so anyhow so that's that's what and i think i would probably encourage younger people to to uh to apply as well because you know season tickets aren't cheap um but that's just my opinion um but it's something to something to be thinking thought about okay the other thing that's coming out of the dtb is um and i noticed that there's a screening of dear england will be shown uh at the stadium on the 11th of march at 7 p.m so you can go to the dtb website and uh check out where to go on that the obviously the second best football play of 2023 um but you know get along to see it i have a, i have a i have a bad feeling that i was actually in the audience when it was live when that was uh the live recording so i make an appearance there as well right chaps um unless there's uh a, a, any other business i'd like to think of this as a meeting um we can we can round up for today uh common you dons good luck against doncaster like i say all our condolences to charles Chutton's um family and friends. Take care. Look after one another. I want you dons. When I get to the bottom, I go back to
slide. 